Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable B, and this is chapter 199. Getting all too close to that 200 mark, but more importantly, this is part 3 of the 2022 Movie Ranks Countdown. Yes, we're on to part 3. If you missed parts 1 or 2 from yesterday and the day before, go back and check those out. Take a listen to them before you listen to this, so you can hear 80 through 61 on part 1, and then 60 through 41 on part two from yesterday and this part three we're going to cover 40 through 21 so we're starting to get into some of the better movies for sure from 2022 but if you have just stumbled across this podcast and you're not subscribed already you can do so by varying means including apple Podcasts, the old g apple podcast stitcher uh spotify or amazon Uh, Go check it out on all those. Also, if you want to listen to it, if you don't want to subscribe for some reason, but please do and or follow or subscribe or like or you know give a review, five stars, write write a review, a nice review, Um, whatever you can do on whatever platform you're you're on, do it please and help out the channel and also share it. Um, But also, if you want to just check out the blog, you don't necessarily want to subscribe. Everything gets posted to the blog, so you can listen to the all the episodes over there. Also check out some of my old blog posts from years and years ago as well at razorvader.blogspot.com. Um, also, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it's at One Man Renegade. And then check out the Facebook page. It is One Man Renegade Productions, and it's called Productions because there's also I also have a YouTube channel over on YouTube called One Man Renegade Productions over on YouTube. So go over there, subscribe to that channel. Watch all the videos, like all the videos, share all the videos, comment on all the videos, all that fun stuff. Uh, just having fun over there uh, making videos. And then also I have an eBay. It's not a store. I just list a bunch of stuff on eBay. I think you need to do... Like, I don't do enough on it to have a store, but I have enough stuff where... There's a good amount of stuff up there. So uh, my sell, seller name is Razor Vader, so go check it out. And see what I have up for sale. Maybe make some offers, buy some stuff, share it with other people, all that goodness. Okay, with all that stuff out of the way, let's get to the next 20 on the list. Now, uh, these ones are going to start getting better. There may be some controversial ones that you might think are should be lower on my list or you think should be higher on the list for sure. So let me know. Um, you know, you can comment wherever you can comment. Uh, I know... Uh, you know, or you know, send me up on Twitter or, or Instagram, whatever, and let me know your thoughts and what your movies, top movies would be for sure. All right, now we're coming coming in number 40. This is a vertical movie. Um, I believe I watched it on Tubi. Didn't get a box, it didn't get a theater release, so there's no box office information. There's no Rotten Tomato, there's no Metacritic. It only has a 4.2 on IMDb, and obviously I didn't see it in theaters, no cinema score. This is one of those movies that probably should be a lot lower on my list. In in hindsight, when I even when I even started watching it, I'm like, oh, how bad is this gonna be? But it was one of those movies that really surprised me and was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. So it ends up higher on the list. And it is called The Surprise Visit. Um, kind of a thriller type movie. Little little. I wouldn't say it's really a mystery because you kind of know who's what's going on, but you kind of. It hooks you in to see what's going to happen. So basically, the story of this is there's um, this couple, you know, they struggle with some drug issues. Uh, but uh, 
you know, they're about to have a kid. So they're trying to start over, do the right thing for their kid, uh, but they want to get out of the life they're in, move away. Um, but obviously they need money to do that. Meanwhile, uh, the fa- the kid's father works at this really nice house as a groundskeeper, uh, super rich people, and they, they uh, sort of know them, but, you know, whatever. And they realize that they're going to be out of town. So that they have the opportunity to think, hey, we can go in and they got a bunch of nice stuff, jewelry or whatever. Let's go in, rob the place, take some stuff from them, sell it off, get some money, get out of town and, um, you know, start over with the new baby. Uh, But unbeknownst to them and unbeknownst to the people that live there. Uh, they were going to get a surprise visit, hence the name of the movie, from relatives, or friends, or relatives, I can't remember, whatever, exactly, the rel- the relationship, I think they were, I think it was the sister or something, I can't remember, some rela- some friends or related people c- come to stop by um, the house, and obviously this couple doesn't realize that, they come to make the robbery, they realize, uh-oh, um, there's people here and shenanigans start happening. Stuff gets, stuff gets, uh, gets out of whack. Things go awry. Chaos ensues. Um, and you kind of see how it all evolves from that. Uh, Eric Roberts is like the only real person. I mean, the other people have been in stuff. It's like, oh, they kind of look familiar and they've been in stuff. But Eric Roberts is probably the only notable name in the movie. And he plays like the groundskeeper father guy. Um, or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it all kind of unravels from there and you figure it out. You know, it was one of those surprise, pun intended, movies that I thought was going to be terrible. It was just on Tubi. Came up my list. I make so here's how I do this, by the way, in case you don't know. And sorry, I always forget to say this. Um, and if you listen to the other two episodes, you already know this, but Spoiler alert on some of the stuff. I'm going to do my best not to completely ruin it. I can tell you exactly what happens at the end of this movie, but I'm not going to do that because it wouldn't. That's not fair. In case you want to watch it, I don't want to spoil it for you. So, uh, but I am going to talk, obviously, plot points, and there may be some minor spoilers and stuff in, in some, of the, some of them. So, um, yeah, be aware of that. Uh, but, anyways, my point was the way I kind of. Uh, watch my movies. I mean, I'll go to the movie theater and see movies that come out that are big, the bigger movies and whatever. But you know, there's so many movies that come out on all the different streaming platforms and and whatever. It, and some movies that like I don't necessarily care that much about and to see in the theaters or I missed in the theaters or whatever. Um, so I just make a huge list of all the movies that are coming out in the year, or at least the ones I'm interested in seeing. There's obviously ones that I'm kind of like. Okay, this sounds terrible. I want nothing to do with this. I'll leave those off the list. But as long as they sound mildly entertaining, I'll throw them on a list. And then I'll just do a random number generator, pick a number, and fall, you know, find the list and be like, okay, this number six is whatever movie. And then I'll watch that movie. So I had a lot of movies on the list um, that obviously I didn't get to. So there's a lot of movies that I did watch that you wouldn't have necessarily think of. But, um, so that's, you know, how this came about. Alright, so moving on to number 39. This movie was in theaters, and I did see it in the theaters. And it came out, um, October 21st. 
Made $67 million opening weekend, 168 domestically, 392 worldwide, 40 on Rotten Tomato, 41 Metacritic, 7.1 on the IMDb, uh, B-plus cinema score. Like I said, I did see this in theaters. And it was Black Adam. Um, so, I mean, I talked about this. I forget if it was last episode or maybe it was the episode. For, I can't remember if it was part one or part two. I was kind of talking about this a little bit with kind of the the all the superhero stuff. And kind of how it's pretty much all over the place right now. I mean, obviously the MCU built up enough, enough clout with, you know, the first, you know, first how many phases they did or whatever uh, through Endgame. That they're still, you know, riding a bit high from, you know, what started off kind of rough other than Iron Man. Uh, but ultimately settled into a good groove. But, you know, since then it's been a bit rocky um but dc on the other hand has pretty much never really been on the proper foot like they've had a good few movies a few good movies here and there but then they'll do like one-off movies or they'll do movies that aren't connected um but yeah here's black adam which uh you know was supposed to be you know very much ingrained into the the dc ECU or whatever extended universe or EU or how or whatever they were calling it the DC what was it the DC it wasn't the DCU because they're like yeah well because that was the streaming app that then came part of HBO Max but there was like the DC EU or something extended universe was cinematic in there too whatever they were calling it uh, obviously you, I mean you started off you had Man, Man of Steel and then there was Batman Superman and then you brought in, you know, you had Justice League, which was terrible. And then it kind of splintered. There was Wonder Woman, but there was Aquaman. But then there was Wonder Woman 2, which pretty much killed Wonder Woman. And then there, Henry Cavill left, but then he came back. And then he was in this. And that was supposed to spin off to something else. I mean, it's kind of a spoiler there, but he was in this movie. Uh, kind of as a tease for something else, but... Apparently not doing anything else. Uh, reminds me a lot of the end of Justice League where they had the the end credit scene with um, with uh, Lex Luthor and uh, Deathstroke. And it was like, okay, something happened here? Nope, nothing. Uh, I mean, they still have this Flash movie that's supposed to be coming out uh, this summer. Aquaman 2, I think, is supposed to come out at some point next christmas maybe i don't even know when aquaman 2 is supposed to come out at this point um but then also you know the joker is doing its own thing and you know they had the batman movie which is a different batman movie from the other batman movies uh well the other batman in the other movies i should say um i don't know it's kind of just all over the place so black adam seemed to be part of the central of it but now there is no central of it, or seemingly isn't, and it kind of just died. Uh, as far as the actual movie was concerned, uh, it just was okay, you know? I mean, it was, you know, I know this was one of The Rock's big passion projects. Uh, you know, he'd been talking about playing Black, Black Adam forever, and I feel like 
this movie had been in some form of development for a really, really long time, and I'm sure COVID didn't help matters, and or the DC EU or whatever kind of falling apart or, or being what it is, uh, not helping things uh, either. Um, but the, as far as the you know the actual movie, um, it was just kind of okay. Wasn't anything great. They introduced a bunch of new characters that probably aren't going to be seen again. Um, you know, obviously, and they tied it in with Superman, but that apparently meant nothing in the end. Um, so, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, just, it was okay, but, yeah, just, meh. And the whole thing is, is Black Adam should be with Shazam, which the new Shazam movie is coming out next week. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. Black Adam is, like, you know, with Shazam. Like, he literally says Shazam in the movie. Um, but yet, uh, as far as I know, he's not in the new Shazam movie. Shazam wasn't in Black Adam. And there's going to be no connection or anything with that. I mean, obviously, Superman was sort of in the first Shazam. I mean, he kind of. Um, I mean, it wasn't Henry Cavill, but it was someone in a Superman suit showed up kind of right, at the, right at the end. Uh, but you know, that obviously didn't really lead to anything either. So, um, and I don't, I don't know that it won't, obviously I haven't seen the new Shazam comes out next week, but I don't think so. Not quite sure where they're going to go with Shazam though. Cause if they're not going to have black Adam, I don't know. But anyways, um, that's number 39, long story short. So coming up, uh, number 38 Netflix movie came out February 28th, uh, so no box office information. 67 Rotten Tomato, 55 IMDb, 6.7. No, sorry, 55 Metacritic, 6.7 IMDb. Uh, no cinema score, obviously didn't see in theaters. Uh, and it is following up with The Atom, The Atom Project. Um, so that's a Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, you know, an interesting one, I think, was that, you know, this is one of those situations where I think this was originally supposed to be in the theaters, and then, you know, whoever had it was kind of lost interest in doing that, and ultimately sold it off to Netflix, and then it got released on Netflix. I think, I could be wrong about that, but I kind of feel like it was supposed to come out in theaters at one point. Um, but it's um, a time-traveling action movie uh basically and so ryan reynolds travels back in time and comes across his himself as a kid um and they're trying to fight the bad guy uh who is also traveling through time and he tries to get to his dad because his dad was the one that Mark Ruffalo, who he he was the one who, like started figured out the time travel, but so he needs his help to figure out how to get back and and fix everything. And it's okay, but it's it's a it was a little I don't know it was a little I don't want to say generic because I, don't, I wouldn't say it was generic, but it was a bit all over the place and just didn't quite work. Oh, so, no, alright, I take back what I said. This had a limited theatrical release. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. For some reason I thought there was... 
it was originally supposed to be in theaters, but I guess I, I guess it never was. I think it was just um, part of Netflix, yeah. I guess originally it was... Oh, well, that was in 2012. Yeah, sorry. Never mind. I take that back. But regardless, um, yeah, I just feel like it could have been better. It was okay. Um, you know, obviously it's number 38 on my list, but uh, so so kind of in the middle. But um, yeah, I feel like it could have been better. But I feel like, again, it's in those situations where if it had been better, it probably would have gotten a uh, you know theatrical release um, and whatever, but instead... You know, it was it was a Netflix movie, so um, it's not bad for a Netflix movie. I mean, if you like Ryan Reynolds, it's a lot of Ryan Reynolds. So um, there you go. And if you like time travel movies, it's it's a time it's a time travel movie. I don't, I don't know I don't know what else to say about that. I don't know what ranks in the time travel movie uh, on scale, but um, probably somewhere in the middle. I guess, I would say. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so the Adam Project for Black Adam sort of did that on purpose, but I felt th- both those movies kind of fell in the same, same sort of range anyways. So, all right, mo- uh, next up, <laughs> see, sometimes I, when I'm ranking these, I'll just be like, yeah, these movies kind of all in the same. So then I kind of put them in, or- in order that for me makes sense. And that kind of what I did with the next movie, which is comes in at number 37. Uh, it was a Lionsgate film, uh, came out on September 16th, uh, made s- about 600, a little over $600,000 opening weekend, 4.6 million domestic, 4.7 million worldwide, 62% on Rotten Tomato, 50 Metacritic, 6.3 IMDb. I didn't see it in theaters. It doesn't have a cinema score because it's limited. Well, limited release. I, I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second, but... It is Clerks three, so if you if you if you know Clerks, uh, um, thirty seven is a appropriate number for this movie. Um, so yeah, so I don't know how to you know I talked about this I think last time a little bit how the model for movies going into theaters has changed over the years. Um, certainly in the you know more you know even before COVID, but certainly with COVID. Um, Whereas, like, small indie or low-budget movies back in the day would still get into movie theaters pretty easily. And people would go out to see them because, while there was no one, nowhere really else to see them, and people would like to go out to theaters and see movies because, you know, you get a big screen, you know, and everything like that. But with the evolution of televisions... And, and now that you can have a 70-inch, you know, 4K TV for, you know, not that, you know, for relatively inexpensive versus, you know, a 19-inch uh, tube TV from back in the day, um, you know, where you, you with a VCR as opposed to, like, high-speed streaming internet um, or blue, even Blu-ray if you want to go that route or HD Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray. Or whatever you want to choose to use to to um, uh, you know watch your movies. It's not a grainy VHS that we're talking about anymore on a you know CRT, uh, nineteen inch CRT or whatever you know whatever you had back in the day. 
Uh, whereas if you go to the theater, oh, you got this big screen and you can watch this, you know, movie. Well, you know, 70 inches might be big enough for everyone. You don't have to go out, you know, you, it's, you know, cheaper or whatever. Um, and my point to all that is, well, yes, when the original Clerks came out, it went in theaters. And then Kevin Smith kind of made, you know, was did his normal, you know, make his movies and they go on in the theaters as normally would. But in more recent times, you know, Kevin Smith movie isn't going to last long in a theater when there's a new, you know, three new Marvel movies coming out and, you know, whatever, Disney movies and whatever. Does, there's no room for it. Doesn't can't compete. People aren't going to go see it necessarily like that. So maybe you get it in the smaller theaters, fine. But generally speaking, a movie like that's not going to get big ba- backing from from the studios in the in the same way that they might used to, because the studios, you know, or if it does, they're going to just release it to streaming service or on demand or whatever. But Kevin Smith, knowing this, and he did this with this last movie too. With, uh, uh, I think he did his last few movies or whatever, handful of movies, uh, certainly with Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, tours it. So, you know, he'll, he'll be, he had a small release in theaters, but like generally he'll go around with the movie to places and do Q and A's and meet and greets and whatever, and show the movie to people in a theater and whatever. So I, you know, the, that model works for him. It seems to, you know, seems to work for him. So good for him um but you know obviously these movies don't get the bigger releases that you know clerks 2 did or or you know um jalen silent bob strike back did uh or whatever uh and i don't know if that's necessarily um you know reflective of like his popularity or the movie's popularities as much i i don't know can't say uh, I feel like that's just general for movies along those lines. To my to the point though to the, all of this though is Clerks Three was good. I don't know. Um, I guess it, it. I don't know. It had a different vibe to it. I feel like that certainly Clerks or even Clerks Two did. And I get it from what, you know, where he's coming from in terms of it kind of being somewhat, you know, based off of, you know, his experiences and stuff. Um, so, you know, it deals a lot of, um, deal, deals a lot more with some harsh stuff, let's just say, as opposed to, you know, well, I mean, not to say that Clerks 2 or 1 or 2 didn't have... Well, I don't know, but still, more, it's a little bit more grim, I would say, yeah, I don't know, it seems, I don't know, I mean, um, just some of the plot points in it, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen it, but like, there's some plot points in here, it's like, yikes, okay, okay, alright, um, this isn't the goofy comedy that I remember Clerks being, this is a little bit more serious than that, and that's fine, but, um, I guess given, you know, what he went, he's been through, I suppose it makes more sense at this point in his life to make a movie like that as opposed to Clerks. But, you know, part of this movie, though, is a lot of it is making Clerks, uh, which is weird in itself because it's like a movie within a movie sort of type of thing. But it's the movie that we, it was the movie. Like, 
I don't know. It's a little weird in that regard. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fine. It's Clerks. Um, it's nice to see those characters back, I suppose. Um, you know, they've been in, uh, you know, Jay and Simon Bob have been in a ton of movies, but, like, even Dante and Randall have been, you know, besides just the three Clerks movies, they were always seeing the Jay and Silent Bob movies as well. So, uh, but anyways, uh, moving on to number 36, uh, Paramount movie came out March 25th, made $30 million opening weekend, 105 domestic, 190 worldwide, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 60, um, uh, Metacritic 6.1 IMDb, B+, cinema score, I didn't see it in theaters, is The Lost City. So, this one stars Sandra Bullock, uh, she wrote, she wrote a bunch of books, but then is struggling to come up with a new one meanwhile Channing Tatum plays like the cover boy guy that's like the you know you know the the face of her character basically um and then she gets she goes I can't remember exactly all the details but basically she writes about this like lost city and then Daniel Radcliffe like kidnaps her to help him like discover the lost city and then Channing Tatum's character realizes oh wait now I need to go save her but yet he's not really a action star he's just a guy uh but then they Brad Pitt comes in to actually save them and I don't know chaos ensues and shenanigans and and whatever nonsense I mean it's a comedy but an action film sort of um, it's okay. I mean, it wasn't bad, uh, for what it was. Um, you know, it has a lot of star power for sure. And it's not the last movie three of those people will be in. We'll talk about, uh, later. Uh, but yeah, so that's number 36 on my list, uh, coming up. Uh, all right. So next up is number 35, a universal film that came out on July 22nd, made $44 million opening weekend, 123 domestic, 171 worldwide 83% Rotten Tomato, 77 Metacritic, 6.9 IMDb. I got a B um, uh, cinema score. I didn't see in theaters, and it is nope. So the yes, third horror movie by Jordan Peele following... Um, uh, shoot, what was the first one called? <laughs> no, second one was called Us. Why am I blanking on the first the first movie? Which was the best of the three? Um, uh, wow, I'm my dog is barking and is driving me nuts right now. I'm not even barking; she's he's whining for some reason. Don't know why, and is just it's like hurting my ability to think right now. Uh, but no, Jordan Peele's first movie was um, the first horror movie. Is that all he's done? I can't even think. Um, oh no, cause he, well, yeah, get out, get out, that, well, like, yeah, get out, get out, then us, and then nope. Yeah, so I guess those are the only three movies he's directed, he's wrote, written a bunch of stuff, and produced a bunch of stuff, but those are the three movies he's written. So this is the third one, um, I mean, they're not really a trilogy, I wouldn't say, but, um, his third, uh, di- directing movie. Um... So yeah, it's it's okay. It was okay. It was all right. It was good. 
but not amazing. I mean, it wasn't as good as Get Out. I don't think it was. I don't know if it was even good as good as Us. Um, but basically, the plot is that they're um, I'm trying to remember totally what the plot is. It, it had to do with aliens. Um. Um and um. So yeah, it was about this like these people that owned like a ranch and trained horses, and then stuff starts going weird, and they're trying to figure out, and all of a sudden, there's this whole backstory with like there's this like child act. He was a child actor. Is that right? Or some someone was a... Ch- I can't remember exactly. I know there was like a... Oh, there was horses and then... Uh, they used horses on like... In films and in commercials and stuff. And then, yeah, there's... the What's-his-face was like a child actor. Um, wow, I'm trying to remember. It's, it was a while ago I watched this movie. Steven... Steven Yon from uh, The Walking Dead. Um... Anyways, the, then the, the, they there's all this stuff that's going crazy, and they start realizing, oh, there's like a UFO. It's like in like a cloud, and because the cloud doesn't move, and then they're you know they're trying to figure out what's happening, going on. The horses start going nuts, and and uh, they're trying to get closer and figure it out. But then more crazy stuff starts happening. But at the same time, um, people are trying to figure. out people get involved and show up and are trying, I don't know. It's kind of all over the place to be quite honest. And it, it, it's not bad, but I did a terrible job of explaining the plot. I feel like, but, um, yeah, it, it aliens basically, uh, it's a UFO, you know, specifically that, uh, you know, so there you go. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, that's nope. Uh, all right. Coming in number 34 Paramount movie came out April 8th. Uh, $72 million opening weekend, 190 domestic, 401 worldwide, 69 Rotten Tomato, 47 Metacritic, 6.5 on the IMDb. I got an A in on the cinema score. I did see this one in theaters, and it was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So, I mean, growing up in the 90s, um, having a Sega Genesis, playing the Sonic games... There was a certain progression to those games, Sonic 1, 2, 3, and then Sonic and Knuckles. So you had Sonic 1, just Sonic, that's it. You had Sonic against Dr. Robotnik, or Eggman, or whatever you want to call him. Um, and Sonic 2, they added Tails, alright? Now you got Tails, you can be Sonic, you can be... Well, you couldn't really, you could kind of be Tails in that one, I suppose. Because like it wasn't like you could play as Sonic or Tails, you could play as Sonic... With Tails, and someone could kind of control Tails, but he'd help you out and do stuff. And then Sonic 3, you could play as Sonic or Tails, I think, right? Or maybe that wasn't until Sonic and Knuckles, but Knuckles was like the new bad guy. But then with Sonic and Knuckles, you play as Knuckles, and then you play the other games, you could, you could link them in and do all sorts of craziness. So, my point was, my point is, is that you did Sonic, okay, you said Sonic. You kind of introduced Tails at the end to tease the sequel. But then you brought in Tails, but then you also brought in Knuckles. It's like, wait a minute, you're skipping a, you're skipping a step there. Um, but anyways, it's, it was cool to see you had Sonic and Tails and Knuckles 
all in a movie together. Of course, Jim Carrey back as Dr. Robotnik, looking more Dr. Robotnik-ish than he did in the first movie, I would say. Uh, but yeah, just more Sonic stuff. I don't think it was as good as the first movie, but um, it still was It was a nice sequel, and you added some of the new characters, and they teased some more characters for, uh, for future movie, I suppose, although... After you get past Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know if I really know anyone else. I mean, you know, other than, I get, you know, Robotnik, and then, uh, yeah, they Tails to Shadow, I think. And it's like, yeah, even Shadow, I was like, eh, I don't really totally remember Shadow, the hedgehog, to be quite honest. Uh, I know there was, like, the Metal Hedgehog, which I can't remember, did it have a, was there a name for the Metal Hedgehog? Eh, whatever. But, I mean, obviously they've made a ton of Sonic games you know, they continue doing Sonic games. I mean, Sonic is still a popular character, obviously, uh, that they're making these movies. It's not like they made the Sonic movie. It's like, wait, who's Sonic? Oh, it was a video game character from 30 years ago. That's Oh, that's right. I remember Sonic. Yeah, Sonic has continued to be a thing. I get it. But um, I don't think it has the same popularity that it once did. But very interesting that a year later from that, pretty much that same date, uh, the new Mario movie is going to come out. Uh, but... Um, We'll see, we'll see how that is later on this year. Okay, so moving on to number 33. This is an IFC movie. Came out January 7th. Uh, limited release in theaters. Made, only made 23 million. 20, sorry, 23 million. 23,000 opening weekend. 51 uh, domestic. 725 worldwide. 81% on Rotten Tomato. 59. Metacritic 5.8 on the IMDb. No cinema score. I didn't see in theaters. And it is C for me. So, another movie that had a very interesting plot. And I think it did a fairly decent job uh, with it. Um, so, basically, it's about this girl who... I can't remember Like I can't remember the back, total backstory with it. But I know she's, she's, she kind of loses her sight. Or she, and, uh, and she has trouble seeing. But she's like, you know trying to still do stuff on her own and she finds out this like there's this app she can use called you know see for me or i think that was the app whatever there's an app that like basically you know you, dot, you bring up the app on your phone point the phone around to stuff and the person will tell you oh what you're looking at and where to go you know if you can't see very well um so anyways but this girl then decides to rent this house or not rent this house uh, um that's where i'm trying house it for this person um and then a robbery takes place and she's kind of st stuck in this house where there's robberies taking place she's trying to get help from the see for me app and there's some twists and turns and in shenanigans go on uh but it was actually, it's actually a decent movie. Uh, I thought it was pretty good for what it was. Um, and yeah, so there you go. See for me, number 33. All right, number 32, uh, Amazon Studios movie came out on February 11th. Uh, no cinemas, no box office, anything like that. 86% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 62 IMDb, 6.6. .6, no, sorry, 62 Metacritic, 6.6 .6 IMDb. Obviously, didn't see in theaters. Uh, no cinema score. And it is I Want You Back. Um, 
So this movie stars Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. Uh, and basically they both break up with their significant others and they make a pact together to try to help. So they meet up. I think they worked at the same place or something. They didn't work together, but at the same building and ran into each other and kind of came up with this idea that they would try to get their some sort of pact to get their their significant others backed with each other and things go awry and don't quite quite go how they were supposed to and people like other people and now the police are showing up for some reason <laughs> what is going on uh, a, a fire engine going by for, sorry I don't know um, uh, yeah so then you know you know it's it's a love triangle or quadrangle or whatever you want to call it sort of type of thing that goes on so it's, it's all right it was you know it's 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 comedy at the center of it i suppose but it's you know it was released around valentine's day so it was a bit had the valentine's day vibe to it i guess um but um there you go that's number 32 moving on to number 31 this movie was another amazon movie came out on amazon or amazon studio amazon prime whatever you want to call it came out on July 29th, uh, 85% Rotten Tomatoes, 66 Metacritic, 7.8 on the IMDb, no cinema score, I didn't see it in theaters, obviously, uh, 13 Live, so this movie is based off of true events, uh, our true story, or however, inspired by true story, or however you want to, uh, categorize it, you know, um, and it's about, there was a soccer team, uh, now I'm going to forget where it was. There was a, a a kid's soccer team that after a game or practice or whatever, they decided to go exploring in like a cave. And then um, there was a storm hit and basically flooded the cave and the kids were all stuck in there. And then a bunch this basically is the story of how um you know they they you know try, you know the the rescue mission to save them uh now where thailand it was in thailand there you go and then colin farrell vigo mortensen and joel egerton play like these specialists that came in from england or wherever uk or whatever um to to um or I forget exactly where it was from, UK, Ireland, somewhere in that range, or wherever they were from, I don't remember exactly, um, to help out, and, you know, were experts at, like, cave exploration, or, you know, whatever, and then it's kind of a whole story about how they came up with a plan to save everyone, all the, you know, trials, tribulations that took place in order to get um, the, all the kids out of the cave, um, so, and their, and their coach as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it's somewhat interesting story. I don't know how much, how much dramatization, that's not a word, how much they, you know, how much of it was necessarily specifically true or how much was exaggerated or dramatized, um, for, you know, the, the movie itself. You know, you always hear these, 
you know, based off true story or inspired by true events or whatever, you know, it's like, well, how much of that actually happened and how much of it was made up just to make for a good movie as opposed to, okay, well, the basic idea is these kids were in a cave, they got saved. Let's figure out a movie. As opposed to like, oh, well, this guy actually told this guy to do this and that. and You know, I don't know. Uh, but, um, you know, overall, entertaining movie and interesting to see how it all played out. You know, supposedly, you know, who knows. But uh, there you go. That's number 31. All right, moving on to number 30. This was a Disney movie, specifically Marvel Studios, if you want to get technical with it. Came out July 8th, uh, made $144 million opening weekend, 343 domestic, 760 worldwide, 64% Rotten Tomatoes, 57 Metacritic, 6.3 on the IMDb, got a B plus in the cinema score, and I did see it in theaters, and it was Thor Love and Thunder. Um... Yeah, so given what Thor Ragnarok was, coming off of you know the original two Thor movies, now obviously Thor was heavily involved in all the uh, the Avenger movies as well. But you know you had the original Thor, which was eh. Thor Dark World, which was blah. Then you know you did all the Avenger stuff, and then you had you know, well some of the Avenger stuff, I should say. Uh, I guess whatever. I forget the timeline, but there was Thor and the Avengers and then Thor, Dark World, whatever. But then they came out with Ragnarok, and I was like, all right, take what TT took over. You know, they made it a little bit more comedy driven. So, it was, you know, Ragnarok was just a re- rejuvenated the Thor character for sure and made it kind of a whole different thing. And that movie was great. Thor Ragnarok, great movie. Um, so, again, more, you know, more. Avengers stuff, Endgame, Infinity War, and all that. So now we're coming back to the Thor character. And, um... While they still kept kind of the same... You know, basic goofiness to it a little bit. The plot of this movie did not fit that. Um... You know, the plot of Ragnarok, I mean, yes, you know, to some degree, okay, maybe some of Ragnarok was pretty extreme as well, you know, the you know all of, um, of um, uh, what's it called, being destroyed. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, ultimately, yeah, the goofy, you know, bad guy with, uh, Je- you know, J- Jeff Goldblum stuff and you had the Hulk and stuff. All that stuff of it was a little more okay to be goofing around or whatever. But with this movie, they bring back Jane. She's sick. So, okay. All right, so that's not good. They got the bad guy with Christian Bale who's like, kid gets killed. Okay, um, you know, I don't know, the just, the whole, the whole, the whole plot of the movie is, like, very dark, but yet here we are doing all the goofy comedy stuff, and for me it just didn't mesh, I'd be like, no, this is, this is really kind of messed up, <laughs> the, you know, the plot lines here, and we're just goofing around, you know, haphazardly, it just didn't flow well. Um, and, and the plot was eh, the characters was eh, I mean, 
there was a reason why Jane wasn't in Ragnarok, and it was a good movie. Let's just say that. Um, I don't know. For me, it just was like, what are you doing? I mean, overall, it's still you know decent movie, but like, I just felt like it didn't quite work. Um, certainly, not nearly as much as Ragnarok did. And I mean, the other issue I've talked about with MCU this go around, it's a bit all over the place. So I'm not quite sure how it's all gonna. Whereas I feel like the last couple of um, phases all seem to kind of coincide with everything. And I feel like they, and obviously Ant-Man came out this year, 2023, and we'll talk about that later on. I mean, there's there's more to be talked about in terms of Marvel in this countdown as we go forward. Uh, but I feel like Ant-Man kind of was like, all right, we'll reel this back in a little bit. But still, I don't quite know how it's all going to mesh and and everything but still got a ways to go until we get to the end of this one because we still got i don't know a bunch of more movies to go and uh whatever we'll get there i suppose uh i just don't know if it's gonna work as well as the last phase or whatever did but we'll see all right moving on uh number 29 it was a netflix movie came out march 18th uh, 58% Rotten Tomato, 52 Metacritic, 5.7 IMDb, obviously no box office or anything like that. And it uh, is Windfall. Um, yeah, so, you know, again, another, met, met, no, excuse me, another Netflix movie. So um, this one... Yes. Okay. I'm trying. I was trying to remember. Wait, wait. All right. This. Yeah. This one was another movie that you know had you know an interesting. I mean, plot line. Uh, you know, maybe not the most original, but an interesting plot line for sure. Um, so basically, this is about uh, this character that basically arrives, or he he used to work for this company i believe if i remember remember all the details so he worked for his company got laid off or whatever but like or did he work for i can't i can't totally remember all the details but anyways he breaks into this 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 house that's owned by this tech billionaire or whatever um it's like a vacation home the guy's never at so he breaks in there he's kind of uh staying there for a while you know plans on you know he's gonna you know hang out there or whatever but then the guy shows up with his girlfriend or whatever, or wife, maybe. I can't remember. Um, so Jason Siegel plays the guy that broke into the house. And then Jesse Plemons and uh, Lily Collins uh, show up to the house. And they're just, just, you know, he's trying to, like, sneak out. I think he steals some stuff and sneaks out and is going to go, you know, whatever. But uh, he kind of gets caught. And then he's like, all right, well, now I guess we're doing this. So then he threatens them and holds them hostage and tries to work out a deal with them to get him some money and and all this stuff. Um, but then, like, a gardener shows up and they're trying to get away and do some stuff. And then, you know, I don't know, it's kind of a psychological thriller, I suppose, if you want to call it that. Uh crime thriller or whatever however you want to explain it i don't know but uh overall not it's pretty good i mean it, it's it's not a very long movie it's pretty quick but um you know it's all centralized in this one location 
and you know, you know, not very many characters, so you're dealing with these people uh, interacting with each other. So pretty good, not bad, good, good, decent Netflix movie, anyways. So there we go. Uh, that was number twenty-nine. All right, moving on to number twenty-eight. Uh, it's a Paramount movie. Uh, came out August nineteenth. Made one point seven million dollars opening weekend. Five point four. Um, Domestic, 37 worldwide, 72, uh, Rotten Tomato, 54, Metacritic, 5.9, IMDb. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters and actually didn't get a cinema score. I think, I can't remember if this one came out also on Paramount Plus at the same time, or if it, if it didn't come out at the same time, it was very quickly on Paramount Plus, because I remember watching it on Paramount Plus not very long after it came out. So I don't know if it was like same day on Paramount Plus, or maybe like like a couple weeks later or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, but it is Orphan First Kill. Now, I talked about this at length, I feel like, um, uh, uh, on one of the pr- previous uh, chapters of the podcast a few months ago. Uh, and um, I guess that was a while ago now at this point. Or maybe I didn't watch it right away. I just remember it was on Paramount Plus real quick. Maybe I didn't watch it right away, but I'm regardless... So my kind of, like, the weird thing about, that I felt about this movie was that it, you know, obviously it's a sequel, no, it's a prequel of The Orphan, but it's the same actress that plays The Orphan, but when the first movie came out, like, 12 years ago or it was, she was, like, 12, but now she's in her 20s. But still playing this orphan character. But, you know, spoiler alert. Well, not so much spoiler alert for this movie, but spoiler alert for the original orphan movie. The twist was she wasn't really a girl. She was an old woman, older woman, pretending to be a girl. And then, like, kills people or whatever. So this is when she did it. So this is a prequel to when she first did this. Um, But it's the same kind of, you know, storyline where, you know, you know. Um, she, she, well, actually in this one, she pretends to be the long lost daughter or something of this family that went missing and it's like, Oh no, I'm your daughter. But she, she really wasn't the daughter. She was this, this woman, this however old woman, which is weird. Cause then she's, I feel like she's supposed to be playing older than she actually is, but she's playing younger in theory of the girl but the same character as when she played it as a girl really confusing really weird because it's also a prequel not a sequel so it's like wait a minute this doesn't make any sense so the girl is playing the same character but yet she's however many years older and i feel like they must have done some sort of like you know cgi stuff or something because it, it it's kind of weird but at the same time it makes sense when you think about it but it didn't make sense for the first movie that because it's like well wait a minute no she was like 12 when, when that movie you know or whatever uh she was supposed to be an old woman an older woman uh, i don't know i forget in their 30s or maybe in that movie she might have been even older but i can't remember whatever regardless but um not, overall i thought it was a pretty decent horror film you know i mean it's got the same sort of you know, falls the same sort of, I mean, 
it's a bit different than the first one for sure because at least in this one like um the the mom in the movie well i don't want to spoil anything too much but the mom in the movie kind of catches on let's say and then it's kind of a like but then you find out what actually happened like you find well let me you think the mom catches on but then you realize there's a reason why the mom catches on uh because you find out what happens to the girl initially but then shenanigans and whatever happened um I don't know. It's 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 not a bad movie, but you know it's got some plot twists that I, you know you expect. But at the same time, it's just for me like the whole time I'm just like, wait a minute, that's the same actress. But wait, that movie came out twelve years ago. Wait a minute, she was supposed to be a girl. But wait a minute, she's I don't know. It, it's confusing. All right, moving on to number twenty-seven. Um, an A twenty-four movie came out March eighteenth. It made four point two million dollars opening weekend. Eleven. Point seven million dollars world uh, domestically, fourteen point four worldwide, ninety four percent on Rotten Tomato, seventy nine Metacritic, six point six in the IMDb. I didn't see in theaters, no cinema score, and is X. Um, so this is an interesting movie in the fact that there, there was there's there's a I don't know if the third one's come out. Actually, I didn't see the second one, but the second one was a prequel. Trying to remember. But anyway, it's a horror movie. Kind of set in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, I'm trying to think. Uh, exactly. I don't know if they necessarily say exactly when it's set, but... Um, trying to see here. Um, does it say? Oh, nine, no. That's uh, the... 1979, alright, so that's pretty close there. Um, so, I mean, it's it's very much in the same lines of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a bit more nuance to it, I suppose. But, um, they, this group of young adults rent out this, like, barn on this, like, farm uh, from these this older couple, and they're with the idea of making a porn film um but then you know as they're doing as they're filming and doing everything they start to notice some weird stuff going on in the house uh and they find some weird stuff on the farm and it turns out the people in the house aren't exactly what they appear to be and then shenanigans start happening people start dying all sorts of stuff now the interesting thing about this though that they already did the prequel now i never got a chance to watch it because i didn't I, I couldn't find it I, I just didn't get around to watching it but they did a prequel that then came out last year as well called Pearl um which is about the woman that lived in the house that yeah so I mean and then they're doing a, a sequel a sequel based off the final girl uh in the movie although the Mia Goth actually plays both characters it's kind of weird she plays like the old woman but also like the main one of the main the main character of you know the whatever but then she was also the old woman in the se- prequel but then will be the girl in the sequel so it's very centered around her um but yeah as far as the movie goes as slasher films i mean it's you know it it's got a different 
I mean, it's it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre to a point, but it's it's pretty creepy and it's got you know some different elements to it that you know you know than uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I suppose. But uh, very in the lines of that type of movie. Uh, certainly done better than the other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that came out uh, this year or last year, I should say. Um, I mean, I I kind of wish I had seen the um, the prequel to kind of compare it on the list, but I, just, I never got around to it. It never popped up on anything, so I just never got around to watching it. Um, but yeah, X good horror film. I mean, it's a bit raunchy to be. I mean, quite honest. I mean, given the plot, it makes sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's number, what did I say, 27. All right, moving on to number 26, um, which is very appropriate to be talking about it. Well, I guess it came out yesterday. Uh, well, at, to, see, I'm recording this on Thursday, but it's going to go up on Saturday. But the movie, well, it actually comes out today. The sequel to this movie, which was a sequel, but was a reboot sort of anyways paramount movie came out uh, last january 15th made 30 million dollars opening weekend 81 domestic 140 worldwide 76 imdb 60 uh no 76 rotten tomato 60 metacritic 6.3 imdb got a b plus did see it in theaters and it is scream or scream 5 as you as it probably easier to 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 call it because scream six like i said came out well to yesterday today tomorrow i don't depending for me it's tomorrow but it's really today because even though movies come out on fridays they always seem to come out on thursdays now but this should go up on saturday so it would be yesterday but anyways it just came out scream six but this is scream five so it's a bit of a reboot of the series obviously um i can't remember when scream four came out that was a while back but they kind of reboot it, um, make fun of the fact that they're rebooting it, sort of, um, in a way. Um, you know, you brought back a lot of the original cast. Pretty much, well, I mean, not everyone, I should say, because... I'm trying to think, who... Um, I mean, even Skeet Ulrich is in it, sort of, somehow. Um... I mean, that ties into the, the story, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you got Nev Campbell and, um, the Courtney Cox and David Arquette and, and whatever, and even, I feel like Jamie D. Kennedy had a brief, they talk about him or something, right? I feel like he's mentioned or something, or like, wasn't one of the characters related to him or something? I can't, is it, he was his uncle, or he was their uncle or something? But I can't remember if he's in it, or maybe I'm confusing that with a different, one of the different screen movies. I don't know, either way, regardless. I thought it was pretty good, I mean, certainly better than Scream 4, because I don't even totally remember Scream 4. Uh, Scream 3 was, eh. Scream 2 was decent, but obviously the original Scream was probably the best of the Screams. Uh, but this one, you know, rebooting it kind of makes sense. They do some stuff. Stuff happens. So it'll be interesting to see how Scream 6 is. Because now it's like, well, you did the reboot thing. Now you're going to hit the sequel right away. And is it going to be, you know, too much for people? Or just kind of like, eh, do we need, did we need another Scream after the last one? 
I mean, I don't know. But we'll, I mean, that, we're not talking about Scream 6 yet. That will be on next year's list. This is Scream 5. I thought it was pretty good. It's at number 26 on my um, list. And speaking of rebooted horror franchises, coming in at number 25, this is a Hulu movie, uh, Hulu original. It came out on um, October 7th. Obviously no box office. came out on Hulu. 66 of Rotten Tomato, 56 Metacritic, 6 on the IMDb. Uh, no... Uh, I obviously didn't see in theaters, no cinema score, and it is Hellraiser. Yes, they rebooted Hellraiser, which is interesting because they're also going to be doing a Hellraiser TV show, I believe, on Hulu. Um, So kind of in the same vein that they did with Chucky, where they did the new Child's Play movie, but at the same time, then they did kind of a sequel to the original chucky with chucky the tv show um and i think that's what they're doing here because this hellraiser is complete it's not i wouldn't even call it a reboot it's just a remake um it's you know and the hellraiser's played by a woman in this one so kind of a different twist on it uh but it's you know follows kind of the same similar idea where there's the 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 box thingy and then but then it changes and then they Try to figure out what's going on, but then they release all the, you know, the Hellraiser demons and whatever, and uh, all the same sort of kind of similar plot line. I mean, it's a bit different than the original, but you know, kind of in the same vein. But I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how, if, how, or if it ties it all into the TV show that's apparently in development. But from what I understand, no, the TV show is going to be more based off the original. Hellraiser than the this one. But I do think they're going to do a sequel to this one. If that makes any sense. But regardless, pretty good. Enjoyed it. Um, you know, different twist on it being a woman, I suppose. As opposed to, you know, the original OG Pinhead. But, you know, works just the same, I suppose. Alright, uh, moving on to number 24. Um... Technically a Disney movie. I can't remember. I'm, I want to say this was The Searchlight. Or it could have been 20th Century. I don't remember. It's all lumped in together. I, it gets confused. Because like even Hulu. I think that technically fall into the Disney banner as well. Um, but I don't know. Some sort of Disney. S- Disney subsidy. Um, yeah, this one came out March 4th. Uh, I think. Actually, maybe I think this was a Hulu movie. Now that I think about it. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it. This was probably a Hulu movie, but I don't know. It's technically Disney, sort of maybe, or is it not? I don't know. Regardless, no, it doesn't have any box office numbers because it didn't. It came out on Hulu. I'm pretty sure. 82% Rotten Tomato, 67 Metacritic, 6.7 IMDb. No cinema score. Obviously, didn't see it in theaters, and it is fresh. Um, yeah, so this one's interesting. Sebastian Stan uh, plays this character, meets this girl. They start up a relationship. Um, but then she starts to suspect something wasn't all all good with him. And while... Um, because she takes he takes her to like a secluded location, 
and whatever. But then it turns out he's a cannibal and he's eating people. But then also he's also also cheating on his or cheating on his wife. But then you kind of there's a lot of plot twists and turns and whatever. Um, and then like yeah, so um, yeah, I mean decent horror or thriller movie, I suppose. Uh, I mean I, again, trying not to spoil everything, but obviously I feel like that was pretty well established in the pre prequels and or the previews and stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, a tough, it's called, it's a bit of a tough watch in terms of like, uh, you know, the, the content I would say, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones is the, the main, the girl, you know, the, you know, stars in it, and then obviously Sebastian Stan plays the, um, you know, the, uh, um, yeah, Searchlight Pictures, all right, there we go, but it was on Hulu, I'm think, I think, I don't know, I can't remember exactly, but obviously it didn't go in theaters, so it must have just released on Hulu, I feel like, let me see, does it say, Oh, I guess it was a Sundance Film Festival, and then Searchlight Pictures acquired it, and then there was an in, a premiere, and then came out on Hulu when? I guess it, uh, doesn't say. Um, oh, March 4th, yeah, on Hulu, alright, that's what I thought. Okay, um... So there you go. Um, that is my number. What is it? Number 24. All right. Number 23, uh, Universal Picture came out April 8th. Um, made $8.6 million open weekend, 22 uh, domestic, 51.3 worldwide, 68% Rotten Tomato, 55 Metacritic 6.1 IMDb got an A minus and a score, and I did see this one in theaters. And it's Ambulance. Um, so yeah, this one, Jake Gyllenhaal um, stars, um, and I feel like this is, I feel like it's 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 sort of another generic action film. I'll be honest, but I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, and, you know, it's set, you know, obviously it gets set mostly in an ambulance, so that's kind of an interesting, uh, plot device, I suppose. Um, but essentially, I'm trying to remember, it's been like a year since I saw it, uh, who else was in this? Um, oh yeah, so, yeah, so basically there, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is part of this, like, team, um, That uh, was a former Marine, and he needs money, and so he gets caught up. Oh, no, no, sorry, I take that back. Jake Gyllenhaal's, um, so Jake Gyllenhaal's, like, brother, adoptive brother, I guess. I forget, I forget how it worked, like, yeah, somehow they were brothers, they were, yeah, adoptive brother. So, so, his brother... He was a vet who needed a bunch of money 
and went to his brother for help. His brother was like, well, I got this job. And, uh, yeah, they try robbing a bank, and then they end up in an ambulance, and then they have a hostage that's, that's, uh, and short shenanigans and car chases and ambulance and shootouts and all sorts of action-oriented, uh, plot devices take place. It's, you know, somewhat of generic, um, you know, action film, um, and whatnot, but, um, not bad, pretty good. There you go, Ambulance. Alright, next up, uh, number 22. This movie came out December 13th, 30th. Uh, so it was one of those movies that was originally released December 30th to get technically released in 2022 and was a, you know eligible for, I guess, all, you know, awards and stuff. Um, but it made $56 million opening weekend because obviously a limited release. Uh, $60 million domestic, 99 worldwide um and well this was as of february whatever my cutoff date was so there's the numbers have probably gone up since then because it was still in theaters at the time um yeah february 20th is when i did my cutoff for these numbers um it's got 69 percent rotten tomato 51 metacritic 7.5 the imdb i actually did see this one theaters didn't have cinema score it is a man called otto so, uh, I guess this is a remake. I don't know if it was a remake. Maybe it was a book. Um, or maybe there was, I know, I think it was a, it was an American version, uh, but it was based off a book. Uh, but I think there was, yeah, there was a movie. Um, yeah, a man called Ovi that, and then there was a Swedish film and this is the American version, starring Tom Hanks as the titular Otto, um, whose wife had died. He lives at this complex, com, uh, like apartment complex type area. He's kind of a curmudgeon, um, and uh, but he wants everything to be in his way. It be its way. Follow the rules and kind of tells everyone sort of how. And then this new family moves in, and they're. They need his help with stuff, and he kind of begrudgingly tries to help them. Meanwhile, he's trying to get to his wife, uh, and, uh, you know, attempts suicide a few times. It's not, you know, the most brightest film or whatever, you know, at the beginning, for sure. But then keeps helping these people in their lives, and, you know, helps everyone kind of in the apartment complex, and kind of comes it all together. You know, it's a nice story i suppose it doesn't have the greatest of endings i guess but hey you know though it's more about the journey than the destination i suppose um but not a bad movie tom hanks pretty good in it so there you go that is number 22 and we're gonna rip finish off this chapter um as we head into the top 20 for tomorrow and my oscar predictions so be sure to come back tomorrow for the finale before you get ramped up for the Oscars uh, tomorrow night, get back, come back for the finale tomorrow. Uh, but number 21, another Disney movie. Now, technically, I guess this one's a 20th century movie, but I feel like that's only because the first one was, But so it's a sequel. But um, this is, uh, it came out December 16th, made $134 million opening weekend. Um, as of February 20th or whenever I put this list together, had made $658 million 
domestic, 2.2 billion worldwide, 80% Rotten Tomatoes, 69 uh, Metacritic, 8.2 IMDb. Um, and again, all those numbers were as of that same day, so they may have changed. Cotton Day on Cinema Score, I did see it in theaters, and it is Avatar The Way of Water. So, um, here's the thing about Avatar, right? So, I didn't, I didn't see the original Avatar in theaters. I missed it when I was in theaters, and that was when 3D was really, like, kind of, um, the newer 3D, um, technology was really cool, and everyone wanted to go see it and whatever, and IMAX is really, like, kind of the big thing at the time and two and whatever i eventually saw it on blu-ray on my big screen tv yeah, that was good enough for me but ultimately i kind of was like yeah this is just dances with wolves kind of ish whatever uh but it was fine it was you know blue people or whatever and it was fine and whatever and cool um so then avatar 2 is supposed to come out who knows i don't remember when it was originally supposed to come out like 10 years ago at this point and kept getting delayed and whatever. And it's like, oh, they're filming four of them at the same time. And now they're filming six of them at the same time. They're only doing two of them at the same time. Whatever. It just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And then finally, it comes out. And so I started in the theaters. I didn't see an IMAX, but I started on, like, the big... I forget what it's called. Uh, the showcase near my house has, like... It's like... Wow, oh, what's it called? Uh, whatever it's like the big it's a big screen it's not quite IMAX but it's got this nice surround sound Atmos digital Dolby thing or whatever um, but um, but the big part of this movie I mean it was in 3D which you know I'm not a huge fan of the 3D stuff anyways but also the, one of the big points of uh, you know selling points of some of this stuff was that it was in super high frame rate or whatever. So it was, I forget how many frames per second it was, but it wasn't for every scene. It, it was like, kind of like, I don't know, sometimes with IMAX, it's like some of the scenes are in IMAX, but not all of them are. So it's like the, go, the, the screen kind of sw- switches um, from like, you know, the, and whatever. So this was kind of like that too, but like from scene to scene. So... It was getting a little, I don't know, disorienting for me. I don't know. That was one of my big issues. Plus the 3D stuff. I mean, it's a really long movie. So to have the, your eyes on the 3D the whole time can be a bit much too. But you got the 3D thing going on. It's a really long movie. You know, you got the frame rate changing every other scene. It was a bit disorienting. Um, there's like a half an hour scene with a kid befriending a whale i'm like wait did i did they just do free willy in the middle of avatar so for me i mean overall it was a great looking movie you know but for me i don't know it just it, it it's it's good but not great i guess that was kind of my issue with the original avatar um and i feel like the plot of this movie was way too much like the original avatar um you know if you haven't seen it, i don't want to spoil it for you but basically the plot is um the old, the bad guys from the first movie, uh, put themselves into avatars, and now are coming after, you know, the you know good the guy from the original movie and the good guys in the movie. So now they have to move from where they were, like in the woods, to the beach, and now they have to infiltrate 
not infiltrate, but the get get you know uh, you know kind of uh, get acclimated to the way of their the way of the water as it, as the name of the movie is. So it's like, wait a minute, that was the same thing. It was like he as a human had to interact with the group of avatars, but now him as this kind of avatar has to interact with these other avatars. Plus their their kids are like part humans. So that's an issue. I don't know. The whole thing was a bit. Uh, I don't know. A bit too similar in my mind. So I don't know where they go from this one because I know they're supposed to do uh, a couple more of them. I think. I don't. I, actually, at this point, I don't know how many they're gonna do. But there you go. There's my number 20, 21 movie, and that's gonna round out my forty through twenty one for part three of the movie ranks countdown for twenty twenty two. But come back tomorrow. We'll do the final. We'll do the top twenty. Uh, we'll do the Oscar predictions and all that stuff. You'll see what what my what do you what I think my top twenty my what I think the top my the best movies were for twenty twenty two, and also um you know what I think the Oscars you know it's gonna be tough because I'm gonna be like well what do I think's gonna win what I think should win sort of type of thing so we'll kind of we'll talk about it as well I'll kind of go over all that but uh, yeah so. That's going to do it for today. Again, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, or Spotify. And uh, follow me on Instagram, One Man Renegade. Also on Twitter, One Man Renegade Production. On Facebook, as well as on the YouTube channel. Head up over there and all that stuff. So, all right, that's going to do it. Come back tomorrow. Like I said, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Have fun. Talk to you next time. Bye.